Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. I am the big guy, Ryback, joined by Raj Geary of Wrestling Inc. Raj, how are you doing? Man, I keep saying it's a busy week and it keeps getting crazier and crazier. This is this week has just been insane. One of the craziest weeks I've seen in pro wrestling. Three hour show. As far as outside of the ring. Yeah. You don't even cover everything. It's crazy. It's uh Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, if we did, it would, probably would be three hours. <clears throat> Just and it would never end. Yeah, Ryback's thoughts on everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of. There was a little. Uh, there was pandemic stuff with COVID, uh, all the sexual uh, assault stuff with the uh, speaking out movement. Um, uh, which I guess we can get to that first. There was there was a lot of accusations uh, last week <clears throat> after David Starr. We, we had touched briefly when we talked last week. Uh, there hadn't been as many out yet since then. They just piled on. <clears throat> uh, lots of NXT UK talent been accused of either sexual assault or misconduct. Uh, Matt Riddle, who had just moved to SmackDown main roster, uh, was accused of sexual assault. Uh, Marty Skrull uh, was accused of... Um, basically the same things, uh, sexual misconduct uh, with a 16-year-old in the UK. In the UK, uh, the age of consent is 16, but Marty Skrull was in his mid to late 20s at his time. So I, that's a lot that I, I believe really needs to be looked into. Um, uh, there was uh, Mike Quackenbush, uh, who was accused, had accusations against him, and Chikara basically shut down after those accusations came out. Uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. David Lagana, he uh, he was accused of sexual assault. Uh, he resigned as vice president of the NWA, and the NWA uh, suspended production for the time being. So, uh, you know, a lot of companies being in, impacted by this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jim Cornette had accusations against him. Uh, so. Yeah, uh, some serious accusations uh, regarding Joey Ryan uh, and David Christ. Also other allegations against uh, uh, Michael Elgin. Impact has released Joey Ryan and David Christ, uh, and Michael Elgin has been suspended. Yeah, I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin. What, what are your thoughts on no, uh, how everything's been playing out? I think so. There's... Um... It, 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 people are gonna gonna choose to express themselves how they how they feel they need to, and uh, my only thing, and I said it, we got it with this is um, we're letting the internet be the jury of something. And now there's some stuff, and then I was aware and I'd heard things from a couple of the people in the past with a couple of the guys, uh, and I think that. A lot of it's probably all for the best uh, on cleaning up wrestling. Like I'm, this is all stuff. Like as far as like on how what happens on the independents and stuff like that's like a lot of this stuff is kind of tied to that to the independents and with like underage girls. Like all that stuff needs to be 100 percent thoroughly looked into on all of that. Um, 
you know, the the Marty Skrull stuff, I don't know enough about the situation other than if you say it was legal and it, it then I, then what's the issue? I mean, as far there's really, if anything, he didn't do anything illegal and he didn't, I don't know how, I don't know the details of the situation. I don't know how that works now. It, and I just think it's, we live in a time like times are changing rapidly, like from 10 years ago to now, like, and, and there was another story, which I think we're going to talk about with Sammy, like where something that people didn't think was as big of a deal 10 years ago and not saying that with this stuff and grouping it all together. But, uh, and we see it with like comedians, they'll make a joke that 10 years later, that joke's all of a sudden now it's not accepted. Um, I just, to me, it's, we have to be careful. And I think you have to look at everything and try our best not to be judgmental one way or the other. And because it's really, really easy to get angry and read something and say, you know, what a piece of shit. But it's like, we also have to be careful that people aren't falsely accused on the other, on the other end of things. Cause we've seen it. And I've heard, I had, I had Grimm from Grimm's toy show and you know, I don't know the, the specific details, but James, we were talking about James Ellsworth and that whole thing was dropped and he was actually, it was, he wasn't in the wrongdoing on that supposedly from the information I was told, but that story doesn't really make any traction. You just hear the original that to me is the only scary part of what, with, when we do things online is it's really easy to form an opinion and, and judge someone and not know. Like, how do we truly know? Because good can we see people that, that do this for attention? And I think it can all get grouped together sometimes. And there's going to be good with it and there's going to be bad. And that's unfortunate. We saw some other things where people are coming out and speaking out on things. And then you're seeing, well, no, that's not the case. And then you want people that there's going to be a group of people that do want attention. There's other people that are doing it with the whole of the intention of making, speaking out and getting that out and speaking their truth and, and wanting the wrestling business to be better, which I think that's a great thing and definitely needs to be cleaned up. But it, it's kind of it just my only thing is you got to try not to be judgmental one way or the other. Um, and things need to be looked into that need to be looked into. And like with all of them in the series and the people, you know, the wrestling organizations are always going to look out for themselves, especially in this day and age with like how, how people react on Twitter and social media. Companies are just going to wash their hands right away. And then, um, you know, then they'll if they do do an investigation and it comes out, then who knows what happens at that point. But it, it's I mean, there's a lot going on in wrestling. You see it and it, like you see a lot of the common teams. I'm always, though, of the mentality, and I said, I just, self-accountability at the end of the day, for me, is, is never done me wrong. And it, it's, but everyone reacts and chooses to do things their own way. So, it's it's unfortunate. But it, it's a whole yeah. other world I'm not familiar with on independent wrestling outside of going and doing it for, you know, like I said, for a couple of years and keeping to myself. And so, that's a whole other world. Yeah, uh, I should mention that Matt Riddle, he has an attorney who issued a, a press release He's, and he said allegations by this independent female performer are completely false and another attempt to harass and humiliate Mr. and Mrs. Riddle and try to tarnish their rep reputation in the community. We have been aware for the last two years of this performer stalking the Riddle family. And in 2019, our firm had a drafted a pleading against this performer to seek an injunction for cyber stalking in the cir circuit court for Orange County Florida. Uh, Marty Skrull, he basically apologized. He basically um, admitted that, 
he did have uh, that the uh, you know the the encounter with the sixteen year old did happen. Yeah. He did say uh, it was a brief consensual sexual encounter with a woman, and he said at a bar in those circumstances I had no question to cause. I mean I had no cause to question her age. So he's saying that he did not know how old she was when this happened. Uh, but urge people to not uh, come out against her on social media, which is <clears throat> kind of weird. Um, AEW also, Jimmy Havoc, an ex-girlfriend, uh, said that uh, he had abused her for years and he is currently in rehab. Yeah. And AEW has just said that they wish him all the best as he receives treatment and counseling and they are aware of the various reports and they are evaluating his status with the company and will address it when he has successfully completed his rehab. Joey Ryan has had a lot of allegations against him. He was dropped by impact. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and also the being the elite, they took down all these episodes where he was featured in. Um, so I, I mean, I'm really surprised that Joey Ryan like that with so many stories out there that none of them really got out sooner uh, in public. But yeah, um, yeah, there it is. Uh, Sammy Guevara, you brought up. I, I was keeping him kind of separate because I do think it is his name shouldn't be lumped in because he made a terrible joke. A, 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 I mean, just stupid joke about Sasha Banks. Uh, he was on a podcast. This was four years ago in 2016. And he said, bro, Sasha Banks. Oh, my God. When I was at the WWE the other week, I just wanted to go effing rape that woman. Yeah. Uh, which was a, the dumbest way to say that he that thought she was hot. hot. Same, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, so that was four years ago. Uh, it, it didn't really. There was nothing of it back then, but someone found it, uh, posted it online. Uh, Guevara has since pretty much uh, gotten rid of his social media. He issued an apology saying he's made stupid, inappropriate and extremely offensive comments in his past. Uh, and in my idiotic mind, I thought I was being funny and using words in terms that represent nothing but horror and pain. I'm truly sorry for my hurtful words and actions, and I'll never forgive myself. Sasha Banks also uh, commented on it and said that she spoke with Sammy. He apologized. They had an open discussion. She said that words like the comments he made jokingly or not have no place in our society. I don't con condone or tolerate this kind of behavior. What one thinks is just a side comment can have a massive impact on someone else's life and can send the wrong message. We have to hold ourselves accountable for our actions and the words we say. And I hope this situation shows him that. I hope from this point on, uh, in order for growth and change within our community to take place, we can all continue to have these conversations. No person, man, woman, or child should ever be subjected to a feeling of fear or any unsafe environment. We all have to do better, not just for ourselves, but for generations to come. Yeah. Uh, and then a AEW has since suspended uh, Sammy Guevara. And I believe his... Um, sorry, one second. Let me pull that up here to pull up the charity. They, yeah, they have suspended him and his pay is being sent to the Women's Center of Jacksonville during his suspension. His salary is being donated for that cause. Yeah, that's a situation where, again, see, some fan, uh, we live in a very scary time where fans, everyone's polling and trying to grab anyone that's successful down. And this is a case of, I think, somebody going and pulling something from an interview where he, he physically had done no wrong 
done anything, but he made a horrible mistake at a young age, and there's no, but he just he just gave a stupid answer essentially. But and again, I try to look at it from both sides. We can acknowledge that that was not the correct way of saying that she's a good-looking woman or she's a beautiful woman. Um, people, though, that that phrase I'd, I've heard that phrase used from before, and I've heard women use the phrase of. Of, of vulgar phrases towards men jokingly when they see them. And it's all in the context of how you say it. I think anyone could watch that and say, he's not really serious about going and, and raping her. He's just doing it in a, in a comedic or what he thought was a comedic way at the time. Um, and then it got brought up during and it got lumped in with everything going on, which it shouldn't, you know? And so I feel like AEW, it's not my company. They just in a, were, felt probably in a position that the quickest way to get fans off their back is to buy to take action, whether we agree with it or not. And it, it's hard. And so you, you take they send them to the to the thing. They suspend his pay. And so then really, what is anyone's argument now? And it's a way ultimately it's a way for the company to protect itself. And it, it, it is a baby. It's a baby face. It's a baby face way to, to handle the situation. To kind of just like, well, what's the issue? We're, we're handling it. And well, what up? Do you think we should fire this guy for something that what, if he wasn't here? It just wasn't like he's on, on TV now. And when you're that age, a lot of guys, by the way, one, they don't have interview skills at that age. And in wrestling, that takes time and handling media and knowing you get in front of people. And see, that's where I think people, fans have to be a little more, not saying you be leaning, you have to be more understanding because fans will never understand this of the pressure of when you go and do media or you go and do a podcast and you just have a conversation and you're in the moment and you, sometimes you say things and you don't realize how it's going to be interpreted, let alone you, where you're going to be four or five years later that you're going to be on TV and the world's going to be a much different place. Um, I thought he handled it fantastic on his end, apologizing and talking to Sasha. And, you know, it's just... It, that's one of those situations where, it, you know, I'm glad it's not me on that because it's I think it could be handled multiple different ways. It's not my way. That's the way they, they I mean, as far as it's not my um, I'm not going to tell them how to handle it. That doesn't involve me. So it just it sucks. It got grouped into everything. Yeah. And uh, I think this is one of those cases where if you're an aspiring wrestler, stay off of social media because people, I mean, we saw this with Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan was fined $100,000 for comments he made before he signed with WWE. Stupid comments uh, on message boards. But a lot of the people on message boards are kind of their own character. It's not really what they really feel a lot of times. They're just trying to get a reaction. I'm not justifying what he wrote. I'm just saying we don't know if those are his real feelings or not. And you don't know unless you speak with him uh, because you have people that like to troll. So it's uh you got to be very careful because social media, this stuff is in ink. And so uh, you post stupid stuff. It can come back to haunt you. It, 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 it's concerning though, Raj. The only thing is on some of this. And like I said, and this is the world we live in. Most people like, I feel like the you got to be careful the more successful you are because you have people grabbing for you that want to see you fall. And not all of them. There's a lot of people that are just fans and want to see – they love you. And But and it have, it, this is not in just wrestling. This is in all areas of life. And everything is intertwined in social media. And it, it's – I don't know. It's just times are changing rapidly with all of this. And, you know, I, I, I don't – 
the Sammy stuff, I it, it's an unfortunate situation. It's just it was the, the wrong choice of words. And it, I don't think anyone that watches that is can look at it and see Sammy saying that in a in, in a vicious manner or with ill intentions. It was just a young kid who answered that the wrong way. And I think people again doing our best not to be judgmental because humans like to judge the fuck out of each other. We all do. And it's, it's, it doesn't serve us good or bad. And it's, uh, and I, I, I think Sammy though handled that very well. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, this week impact announced that they they have terminated Tessa Blanchard's contract and stripped her of the impact world championship. Uh, she was originally scheduled to defend the title at Slam at Slammiversary on July 18th against Eddie Edwards, Ace Austin and Trey. And then it was going to be her first match uh, since, you know, the COVID-19 era started. She had been in Mexico with her fiance Daga and not being and had not been able to travel. Uh, apparently, uh, she was supposed to send promos from Mexico uh, for a June episode of Impact, but she never sent them. And there were attempts to get her to return and drop the Impact World Championship, but they couldn't come to terms. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so th their relationship was not uh, on the on the best of terms uh, recently, and they have finally decided to strip her of the championship. And this has nothing to do with uh, the accusations against Tessa from earlier this year. Uh, it it just had to do with basically their relationship over the last couple of months uh, since the COVID nineteen pandemic started. So essentially, the the virus when all this blew up, she got stuck in Mexico, couldn't travel, couldn't make the shows. Eventually, I, I assume there was a point where she is able to travel, correct? And she just chose she did not want to work yet during the virus. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the travel situation right now is from yeah. Mexico to here. I, I think you can right now. Uh, but yes, that is correct. She chose. Uh, and, you know, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of people uh, who are choosing not to travel right now. Yeah. And yeah, she, she made that decision. I think them asking her to send promos and stuff and her not doing it, I think, really uh, upset them. Yeah. And again, and, and without knowing the details of what's going on, it, and if you to hear that and if she's not sending if there if that is the case and they, they wanted a promo or, or two and she's not sending it, there's clearly other issues going on there of them. Because why if everything's good, you send the promo in. If everything's not good, you you don't send the promo in. So there were clearly some things going on where, you know, impact they get the title and they can now do what they're gonna do when resume their tapings and uh, I don't know what the future holds for her. I don't really know her. I think I've met her at a show maybe or two during my little independent run there. Um, but we'll see what happens. She's she's a talented uh, performer, so uh, I, I don't know what her options will be. But this virus has definitely kind of caused a lot of uh, chaos and thrown a wrench in people's plans here the last few months. So we just got to adjust and, and keep moving on. But I... I Hopefully the best for both parties. Yeah. And Michael Elgin was supposed to be in that world title match as well. Uh, just reading this right now um, at WrestlingInc.com, Impact Wrestling is removing Michael Elgin from all their future programming. So uh, with, with the allegations against him. So any episodes which he appeared in, he's going to be cut out. And uh, apparently he is done uh, with the company. So, uh, yeah, a, a lot of waves this week. And that's the sort of thing to you got see this is this is all kind of unprecedented times with wrestling where um, 
you know, and if one organization and they have information and they decide to cut ties, um, realistically, do you think a, a major company with like AEW or WWE is going to then bring somebody in like that? It, that's the, the thing that what's going on. This is the decisions, you know, that we make, they, um, they, they can, they can last for many, many years. So it's, um, I don't know the details of it. It's unfortunate. So you work your whole life yeah. to do something and you know, you make you make some, some bad bad decisions and uh it could all be thrown away. Yeah. Uh another uh another huge story this week. Uh I think we've t- you you've mentioned it for months. Uh a bunch of people have tested positive for COVID nineteen at the WWE Performance Center. Uh you know, we had mentioned how up until last week, WWE had not been testing for COVID. They had just been doing temperature checks where they check your temperature before you come in. And then they also give you a questionnaire that you fill out, like where you've been, have you been, you know, anywhere where you could have been exposed. Uh, then last week, uh, a developmental talent who was, you know, in the crowd uh, at an NXT taping, apparently they went on their own and, and got tested for COVID. And the result came back positive. WWE issued a statement to uh, to media uh, saying that, you know, we did have a developmental talent who tested positive. So uh, this week we're going to have everyone test for COVID-19. They did those tests and then uh, taped television, you know, that later that week. And they did another round of tests. And apparently there's it appears there's close to two dozen people. That's one where there's the numbers are anywhere from 10 to 10 to two dozen WWE is not releasing the name. Several people have come out on social media uh, saying that they do have it, that they have the virus. Uh, Most notably, um, Jamie Noble, who's a producer, uh, Adam Pierce, who's a producer, um, and then also Renee Young and Kayla Braxton. Uh, We'll get to Renee Young here in a second, but um, yeah, your thoughts on this? No, we mentioned and talked about this and uh and they weren't testing for the longest time. That was the, and this is, there was a reason why they weren't testing and they didn't want this stuff coming out. And, you know, I, I know how they operate and I know and all the talent there know how they operate. And I, and there's no doubt the talent are frustrated. Um, I saw a thing with, I don't know who it was that, that said that, you know, Vince feels a responsibility to put the fans first uh, as far as giving them programming and I think it's safe to say we all know that is bullshit but that is a corporate way to get around everything Um, the problem where they shoot themselves in the foot with that is is they say that and they go but our talent is our top we our talent is our top priority in taking care of our talent those two things conflict with each other it's either the fans come first or the talent come first it's one or the other so if you're putting the fans first, it's at the expense of the talent. So and it's that there's no other way around it. You can't say fans come first because if they were, though, then you would have coronavirus tests from the very beginning, which they didn't. Not at all. This all the testing just recently started with a lot of this. And then also we're seeing talent are going and getting tested on their own and finding out they're getting it. That's happening. I know that happened with Renee as well, which is mind blowing that it's not. I just know how it operates and none of this is a surprise to me. I truly feel for the talent with, with everything. Um, 
I do think everything's going to be fine again with as far as with healthy people getting the virus. I think it, it, getting sick, but there are people that have died, and you have to treat it very serious. And um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's a mess, and you got producers getting it who are working with talent all day. So just think about that, Noble and Pierce, or two just two producers. How many matches do you think they have throughout a day and in interactions with different talent, like talking face right. to face, a lot. So it's concerning. And you got guys like Roman Reigns sitting at home. Like, when does he come back? I don't. Why would you? How could he with everything? I don't know. It's the mess. Yeah, Kevin Owens. All, yeah, Kevin Owens also skipped uh, the tapings. His uh, his wife's. Uh, I believe his wife's father uh, had passed away recently. They had a death in the family uh, or maybe his wife's grandfather, but it, due to COVID uh, Finn Balor recently uh, revealed that his uh, father had COVID and uh, he beat it. Um, so, I mean, this is very real. Uh, you know, obviously if you're a healthy person it, and, and you're not older, uh, it's not going to affect you, but yeah. you do, you can spread it and you can spread it to loved ones. And, um, so yeah, it's 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 something that WWE had not been fully, you know, no. taken care of. They hadn't been doing this COVID testing, and, and people say, well, they didn't have access to it. I can't believe that they magically had access to all these COVID tests once they have a COVID positive well, they, result. They, they had access to it from the beginning. There's no, there's yeah, there's, they they they're ties to Trump and everything. Yeah, they there's they no, can get they're it. the one sporting agency entertainment that is deciding to move forward. That they. This is what my issue from the whole time was the testing should have been needs to be the most effective, efficient thing possible if you're going to continue with these. And we hear AEW's testing and the way in the handling the situation. Now, that's not to say that you can't still have outbreaks and things because with this, it's so unpredictable. But the fact that WWE is hiding the names and I'm hearing the talent or in the dark on things that right there just tells you everything you need to know. They're going to. The way they have operated from the beginning, this is none of this is a, is a shock. It's eventually going to go up in flames because it's it's been ran wrong, and Vince has done a he's a genius as, as far as making money off of other human beings. And there's no question about that. But when it comes to like what kind of individual you are, I, I think there's some serious questions. And then I think it goes to show that uh, when we're recording this, SmackDown has not yet aired, but they have basically changed SmackDown to an Undertaker tribute show. And basically, it seems like half of the show is going to be about the Undertaker. They're going to replay the Boneyard match. So clearly a lot of talent not being able to appear on the show. Uh, so yeah. uh, Matt Riddle and Jeff Hardy are supposed to be on the show. But other than that, uh, again, they're not releasing the names. I, I, from what I was told, they're, uh, they told talent not to speak to media. Yep. Uh, I don't think that they told that to producers and stuff. I think they sent a separate message to talent. But uh, they explicitly, explicitly said not to speak to media. And, um, and here we are now. Renee Young... Here's AEW. They have fans in the stands, so they test everyone coming in. Yeah. But the problem with the virus is it takes it can take anywhere from four to seven days before uh, you get symptoms and before it, it's caught on a test. So Renee Young actually had tested negative when she took the, the WWE COVID-19 test last week. Uh, then she went home, started feeling sick, started getting symptoms. So she took her own uh, COVID-19 test on that following Monday, and then she tested positive. Yeah. Now, again, if she started feeling symptoms two days later, Moxley, uh, there's a good chance he might eat. He could have gotten it. Yeah. He would have went to the AEW tapings and spread it, and no one would have known you know, for several days later. So 
I think AEW as well. They need to start the social distancing with the fans in the stands and uh, and the masks because there could be a huge outbreak there as well. Yeah, no, this whole thing, is, and we're seeing it with, you know, Vegas. We have to start wearing masks today, and you know, it's fine. You got to do whatever precautions, but it's um, until there's a, a vaccine or, or something. It, it's really. I don't know what to think with all of this because, like, the world, and I know they're putting travel restic- restrictions on back east on certain parts of New York, Jersey, and Connecticut. And, you know, is it better for, we talked about it with wrestling, everything else is on hold. We all want the world to get back to normal. I think the world has to get back to normal, but it's really, really difficult when with this stuff. And, and I guess just the uncertainty with all of it. How do you handle this? And, you know, and with wrestling, I know they're trying to do their best, but and you brought up like the Taker thing. I, I guarantee you tonight, if they just showed old old Taker matches for for two hours and a tribute to him, I think the rating would be better than the SmackDown rating. Um, Probably. No, I really, I really do, and I think that you need to look at that. I think if they would just put together matches of of that in their thing, and it doesn't have to be one show; it could be just. Two hours of random matches with like a little backstory or little thing with and someone hosting. I think it would do, I think, better numbers if it was the right package put together and uh, of what wrestling used to be, um, and let everyone just go home because again, I, I'm for the talent on all of this because I am a talent. That's what and I know what's going on with there with people in the, and probably the chaos with the testing, not being told anything, having to be you know show up they, they're probably literally just getting texts from toronto show up now get tested like driving staying in hotels and whatever they're doing and the people that live there it's probably very stressful and having to perform in front of no fans and no and put matches together and that's all vince is doing he's just he, he wants that content to keep his shows going so that the money is still rolling in and everything with the tv deals and then and he's just doing his best and you know as a business owner to keep everything profitable during these times, which I understand, but I also, there's human lives you're dealing with, and it's, I'm glad I don't work there. <laughs> well, it did come out this week that um, AEW in their contract with TNT, uh, they, they can pull the show, they can drop, get out of the contract if uh, AEW stops producing new content. I would assume WWE and Fox and, and USA also have something similar in there where uh, they're not paying the full amount. Uh, you know, it did come out earlier this uh, uh, earlier this year or gosh, early. It's probably like a month ago. It feels like a long time ago. But that uh, Fox gave WWE the OK to do taped episodes because they were supposed to be doing live. So the original plan was WWE was going to keep doing TV live. They got the okay that they can do taped episodes during the pandemic, but you know the, those TV contracts are what's keeping wrestling going, and it's it's yes. a, it's a messy situation because you're putting talent's health at risk. But if you know if you're not doing these shows, there's a good chance you could be um, you know in breach of contract. If they lose, if in, if it's in particular, I mean both promotions, but if WWE lost their TV deal with Fox or USA, it, it, it mm-hmm. then the way everything and the ratings have dropped so low. They would they would be royally fucked, and I it would yeah. from a stock perspective it would it would drop rapidly because I that those TV deals are holding up all the other things that have already fucking caved in. That's and that's that's a very dangerous dangerous thing for them and. Uh, 
Yeah, AEW as well. Yeah, and being new and Mm -hmm. having putting all that money and expecting to be profitable sooner than they thought. But if they lose that TV deal, they're back to square one. You know that 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 now you're just burning cash or whatever it is. I understand it's a tough, it's a shit situation. And this, I think we everyone wants it to go to normal. But you know what happens in wrestling if you know one of the performers does does die. That's going to be a backlash that nobody wants to deal with. And, and that's going to be because then everyone, the entire world is going to look at that and the entire world's going to come crashing down on pro wrestling because that's everyone likes something to be angry over. That to me is a, is, is a scary situation. Hopefully we never have to fucking talk about that. And that never happens, but that is a risk with everything going on. And, uh, and that is the game that they're playing with all of this, both promotions, all promotions and stuff. Um, if I, I try to understand both sides, and I and I, I get it. I know you want to put content out, and I wrestling. I want things to be back to normal, and um, it just it sucks, man. All the way around, it sucks. Yeah, we mentioned Renee Young. So John Moxley uh, was kept off of uh, AEW uh, this past week, and probably for the next couple of weeks. He's supposed to be facing Brian Cage on the second week of Fighter Fest. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But Moxley, because of his wife, Renee Young's uh, positive test result, did not go to the impact tapings. Also, QT Marshall, uh, he, he runs his wrestling school in Georgia. Uh, he was exposed to someone with COVID, so he didn't attend the tapings. And a lot of his trainees uh, who are usually in the stands, but there's also like Anna Jay and, and some of the other ones who have been used on television. Uh, they did not travel to the AEW tapings as well. So coronavirus just uh, really throwing a, a big dent into WWE and AEW's plans uh, these last couple of weeks. But hopefully everyone uh, stays safe. Everyone that has tested positive recovers, um, you know, safely and and their friends and, and, and their loved ones are, yeah. are safe as well. It's the key catching it and, and, and quarantining them. And, and But the thing is having effective testing as best as possible. Um, but if we're talking WWE with a number of like two dozen. When that, that's out of control already. So we'll have to wait and see. Right. What out. You know, one thing also this past week, um, New York, Connecticut and New Jersey, uh, they're requiring people to uh, that come in from any of the hotspot states, which would be Florida, uh, to quarantine for two weeks. Uh, and, uh, you know, Connecticut is WWE's headquarters. So, yeah. um you know, if it, technically if Vince wanted to fly in to Connecticut from Florida, he would have to quarantine. And I think they have measures in place to make sure you're following procedure. So it seems like the plan right now is to fly into Pennsylvania. <laughs> they're, it's like they're doing everything they can to, you know, uh, skirt these uh, mandates and laws. But yeah. to fly into Pennsylvania and then do the drive, it's like a three hour drive to Connecticut. Whew, um, it's crazy. It, it's, a, it's a risky game. I don't I don't know, man. I um, I just hope for the talent's sake everything is all right. And that's all. Yeah. And I, I I want wrestling to go back to normal as quickly as possible. But you know, I'm curious too with the mask rush. What's the way around if masks are required in a lot of places now? Because I'd assume that's the next play is masks going to be required everywhere. What's the the requirement for performers wrestling? You know, if you're supposed to be in a mask, wearing a mask, and, and just, how does that work? You know. Yeah. So apparently, WWE um, 
they feel that they are exempt from the mask policy right now um, because the performance center is a privately owned facility. And so the mask ordinance does not apply uh, in, in that facility since it's not public. So, you know, with this outbreak, uh, I'm sure, um, you know, the Orlando officials will probably uh, have to step in at some point because even though it's a privately owned facility, if you got two dozen people uh, catching it, the hot spot uh, then, for the disease, or, for the virus. Exactly. No. What a mess. <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, we talked about SmackDown being an Undertaker tribute. Uh, the last week, the final episode of The Last Ride aired. Uh, it talked about his boneyard match with AJ Styles. It was actually AJ's idea to have the match with Taker. Taker had thought he was done after his Extreme Rules match where he teamed with Roman Reigns against Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. And it was a great match. Taker looked great. And he was like, you know, that was a great way to go out. Styles wanted to wrestle him. And of all people, Michelle McCool, who throughout the series had been kind of, you know, not happy about him always returning to wrestling. She was one of the ones that thought it would be a great idea for Taker to wrestle AJ. And um, Taker finally accepted. Uh, they they were supposed to have a regular match. It wasn't supposed to be a boneyard match, obviously, but then the coronavirus changed everything. But it was a very well-received match. And while they were filming, Taker got a call from his niece who said uh, his brother uh, had a heart attack yeah. and undertaker then asked, Oh, okay. What hospital is, is he in? And she told him, no, he, he died. Oh, wow. So he talked about how it was just weird. And, uh, you know, he got very emotional and he was talking about then going through filming the rest of the match where he got caskets and everything when his brother, when he found out his brother just passed away. But, um, yeah, but taker said that he's basically done with wrestling. He's retired. But the old, if Vince does need me, uh, in case of emergency, pull out the Undertaker. Uh, he will. He'll be there. But he doesn't see that happening. Yeah, I think that that match leaving that it was such a great way to, to end it all. Um, I will say though, I have a feeling that you know when things resume to normal and there's crowds again, he's going to want to go out with a crowd. I really, th- and I think he's going to want. And then again, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know physically. He seems like he he was from things I saw, you know, training. He looks good, you know, but obviously father time and he's had major, major, major injuries and he's hasn't wrestled a regular schedule for a very long time. It's, you know, I just look at it, I go if WrestleMania comes around and he's feeling particularly good in a year or in two years or whatever, and there's an opportunity to to go out one last time as as the dead man, you know. Wrestling is the one thing where retirements are just—they're not really. People just say it. So, but I feel like in his case, you have to at some point. And we saw with some of the matches and not going, uh, uh, him not probably being particularly happy with them and some not favorable matchups to begin with, and uh, that you end it with one like AJ like that. It, it was just a great way to go out. From a from a career standpoint, and looking at it, and, and riding off into the sunset, there's no there's no better way. But there's also just that with the adrenaline, it's really hard to say no to feel that rush one more time, and that's probably what he has left open. And I think we all know Vince is. There's no way Vince is not gonna not Vince is 100% gonna need him again at some point, and uh, you know. 
<laughs> I think Taker performs until Vince dies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, selfishly, I, I like. I'd still like to see Taker and AJ in an actual match. Uh, you know, I love the Boneyard match, but it, I think it would be cool to see Taker have that one last match in the ring, and someone like AJ. I, I'm sure they can tear it up still. And I'm sure there will be next year's WrestleMania or something. If there's an opportunity for Undertaker to do something to kind of to go out on that, I would see. I wouldn't be shocked if it happens. Yeah. Now on Raw, they had uh, taped this angle where Nia Jack Nia Jax attacked Charlotte, yeah. uh, worked on her elbow. Uh, the reason for that is Charlotte is going to be taking a little time off. It, she said in a radio interview, it's going to be a few weeks. Um, and uh, she's apparently having some elective surgery done. We had Ric Flair on the Wrestling Inc. podcast and Ric, Ric Flair uh, last week. And he was saying that Charlotte actually has some offers to do uh, a TV series. Uh, and she has also fitness people wanting to work with her. So he's saying he wants her to take some time off uh, to do those projects. And uh, she, he said that he assumes she's going to do SummerSlam. Uh, but she hopes she goes you know, returns the company, but then also can do the, the series. Yeah. And that's something that's important when you have opportunities come up. Um, WWE and, you know, I'd lived it where they turned down things for me that were huge opportunities that I was not allowed to do. And it was real. That was one of the biggest frustrations I had with things. They, they tend to not want people to get uh, too much exposure outside of wrestling because they know they, they know they'll leave if they if, because of the business is so shitty. Or they're going to leave and they'll not want to do it full time, which doesn't benefit the company. Um, I think Charlotte definitely probably has has opportunities, and I think she'd be very wise to explore those opportunities, take some much needed time off, and uh, you know the Nia Jax. I'd actually received a few like t- different tweets, people. And it's hilarious to me because it's the same thing that happened when they would use me for storyline purposes to take somebody off a of TV that the fans and that that portion of them can't distinguish between reality and make believe where they're like oh she hurt another person and that because i saw a few, i go what's going on now and then i saw that's what they they use naya to to write her off tv for the time being so but i think it's good for charlotte i think she i think she has a lot of opportunities ahead. yeah absolutely uh still uh still a lot more uh wwe backstage uh it uh, it was dropped. Fox has decided to drop it. They have uh, ceased production on it. Obviously, uh, CM Punk, his big return was to backstage. And as far as his big return in a, a wrestling related role, even though he was under contract with Fox Sports. Uh, so, yeah, uh, so backstage is gone. And so, um, you know, CM Punk right now is basically unaffiliated with wrestling again. Yeah, it's interesting uh, to see what what happens with all this as, as things. If we if we do return back to normal, if it's something they bring back and at a later date, or you know, it's just scrapped altogether. And it obviously it, it wasn't delivering uh, what they were expecting on the ratings. So it will be. Uh, we'll see what happens the, with the whole CM Punk thing. Was that hacker thing dropped as well on TV? It appears like it was. Apparently, Ali is going to Raw, and the hacker thing had been a SmackDown thing. And yeah, it's been like a month since there had been any vignettes, so it looks like they just dropped it. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I will be, we'll see what happens, but uh, it's unfortunate for people that, that lost their job with all of this. And, you know, it's just this whole the, the virus is disrupting life as we know it. Yeah. 
Uh, also this week with the ratings, uh, Raw pretty much held steady. It was just down very slightly. It was 1.9 million viewers. Uh, it actually was up in the first hour, did over 2 million viewers, which was the first time it had done that since around WrestleMania, the, the post-WrestleMania show. So good, good week for Raw uh, as far as maintaining their audience. Um, they kind of moved to a faster paced format with shorter matches, uh, more talk. And uh, it, I, I think it's led to a faster paced show. SmackDown also was up slightly. NXT, though, uh, NXT this week was way up and Dynamite was way down. Uh, NXT did 786,000 viewers, which was up five and a half percent from last week. And it was their second best number of the year. And that's including, you know, the pre-COVID numbers. Uh, Dynamite, on the other hand, they did 633,000 viewers. So NXT beating them by 24%. That's the widest margin they've ever beaten them. And also for Dynamite, the 633,000 viewers was their lowest uh, audience in the show's history and also their worst number in that 18 to 49 demo. AEW did beat NXT in that 18 to 49 demo, but by their smallest margin uh, so far. So uh, I'm not sure. NXT right now is just clicking more than uh, AEW. And when I watch it, I, I can kind of I can kind of see why AEW is just not clicking right now. I so and I I don't I don't watch the NXT product or see like, I don't, was that the show considerably better this week or no? That, their booking is uh, it's more. You know, I, I think the problem with AEW right now is nothing feels big. And, yeah. you know, there's not like that main event. You got to see this match like they had earlier this year with Cody and MJF and, and you know, with uh, Moxley and Jericho. And right now you got Jericho and Orange Cassidy, which I, I, I enjoy Orange Cassidy, but I think he gets he's better in smaller doses as opposed to an every week character. Yeah. Just, yeah, NXT, it had, you know, Finn Balor, uh, Keith Lee and... Um, Gosh, I'm forgetting. Jeez. Um, it, 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 and Johnny Gargano in the main event. And next week, Keith Lee is facing Adam Cole. And I think that dynamic is is clicking more. Also, Killer Carrion uh, uh, Cross. Yeah. Uh, they've been doing a great job with him. So I, I think they've been doing some things better on the NXT show. Whereas AEW, I still will always feel that it, as a, it looks the best of all the wrestling shows. But the uh, the content right now, no one's nothing's really standing out as far as the actual uh, feuds and characters. And I think that comes too with eventually getting more bigger names there for the matchups. Because again, when you have you know Orange Cassidy, and again that's a character that really thrives. Like that's that angle's lacking the crowd with Jericho because that mm. that's, that character is where it's at because of the crowd. So it, now all of a sudden you have a guy where and now he's you got to take him serious um, against Jericho, which I do think they're doing their best to, to, to elevate him in, in having a match with Chris. But I think that it's, it's severely lacking a crowd. And, and again, there's nothing they can, they can do about that. And Chris is, is so good with everything that he does. This stuff would only be better if it did have a crowd. Um, you know, you got new guys there, and, you know, cages there with, with Moxley. We, that's kind of up in the air now with, with the whole virus thing. We'll have to wait and see what happens. But um, I think I just think that you got to got to get a crowd back and they need it's going to need some bigger names. I really think I think it's going to help because you need that. You need a certain level of interesting matchups while other stuff is going on and other people are being made. And, uh, and again, I just think it's going to be a time thing for them. Yeah. And it does appear like they're holding off on a lot of bigger things until they get a crowd again. 
but with everything that's going on yeah with everything that's going on it's it's like they might have to pay some of those off sooner than later because who knows if they will have a crowd by august or september yeah and that's something i'm sure they're they're weighing out weekly see i'm of that thing too i would would rather you i wait for the really cool things until there's a crowd back but again you also don't want to lose your audience and you don't want to you know there's no doubt they don't want to they don't want to lose on the ratings whether they focus on it or not i don't know i would imagine they want to be number one in that and i know chris certainly wants to be number one chris doesn't want it and like he's mentioned you know the the developmental show or whatever you want to call it it's uh so and i'm pulling for him i want them i want them to kick nxt's ass every week i, I really do I, I want that i want that promotion to do better than any other promotion ever because I think they're going to be play a major part in changing the wrestling business for, for the future. So, yeah, and WWE, if you're a WWE fan, it always does better when there's a strong number two. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> you know that that about wraps it up this week. Uh, pretty wild. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. We'll, we'll see how it is next week. But uh, uh, thanks as always for having me on. No, thank you, Raj. And anything uh, to plug to wrap up this week? Uh, yeah, just keep checking out WrestlingInc.com. We have, uh, you know, I mentioned Ric Flair. Uh, we have uh, new interviews all the time. We've got Kira Hogan, uh, Ty Valkyrie, QT Marshall. Uh, we, we recently had Wade Barrett as well. Uh, so keep checking out WrestlingInc.com as well as all the latest wrestling news. And uh, and we appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you as always, Raj. And thank you guys. You've just listened to another episode of the Shooting Blanks Wrestling Report. Feed me more. They say all men are created equal. Whether we believe that or not, I believe there is a champion inside each and every one of us. Life is energy and food is energy. What we put inside our bodies determines how we feel and act. I have always wanted to be more, and I feel everyone wants to be more than what we are. Supplement companies that use aspartame and sucralose aren't concerned with our health or fitness, but Feed Me More Nutrition believes in selling good for good and creating a relationship that lasts forever. Using only natural sweetener, stevia, and monk fruit and more ingredients that work, we give you more because we want you to be more. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Feed Me more. May you rest in peace. Awesome! Yes! 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 Hulkamaniac is running wild! Yeah! I said give me a hell yeah! Ha <laughs> ha! Woo! Shooting place! Wrestling report! <laughs>